What's good, fellas? Welcome to episode four of the Fade the Narrative podcast, where we're going to be recapping all of the games from week six in the NFL. This is being recorded on Tuesday morning. We had the Monday night football game between the Cowboys and the Chargers last night. So now we're going to recap all those games. Now we're going to start all the way out in Tottenham, where the Ravens at minus five and a half faced off against the Titans. Ravens get the job done, 24-16. They cover the spread, winning outright by eight points. Now, we're going to be going through what we learned from every single game. Now, in this game, obviously it was a bounce-back spot for the Ravens, right? Losing the week before to the Steelers, 17-10. to um, You can't have that. The receivers played like shit. They couldn't catch the ball whatsoever. Um, really gave Lamar nothing to work with, and we kind of saw... We kind of saw a little bit a little bit different story here in this game. Right? The Whiteouts were making some plays. They got the ball to Andrews a little bit more. Andrews, four receptions, 69 yards. Lamar, 223, one tutty, one interception. And on the other side of the ball, what we learned are the Titans are shit. They're absolutely shit. They've shown some signs of life here and there, but I think overall, they're shit. Uh, I mean, I guess. One positive you could take away from that if you're a Titans fan, Henry, 12 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. He had that one breakout run. Really his best game of the year. Um, so I guess that's a positive. But at the end of the day, really didn't look that good. Titans are still shit. Plain and simple. Ravens get the job done, and they cover. Now we go to the Vikings, who were minus 2.5 on the road, winning outright 19-13 to over the Bears. This was a VIP play. We were on the Vikings. Um, I think what we learned from this game, the Vikings are going to struggle without Jefferson, man. It, it's as simple as that. They're going to struggle. Um, I know they got the win here over the Bears, but again, this is a bad Bears team. Um, I got we learned that as well. The Bears are the Bears and Fields are still ass. Um, you know they had the win. They had they had a great win against the Commanders, forty to twenty on the road. They were 0-4 up until that point, and people are thinking, oh, the Bears, oh, they got maybe they got something going, maybe they figured it out. No, no. The Vikings, without Jefferson, get the job done. Kirk Cousins goes for 181 yards and one tutty. Again, nothing crazy, but I think the, the biggest part about that is the no turnovers, right? I mean, you saw Fields go out. You, you saw Fields go down with an injury. They had multiple interceptions that kind of just – fed the Vikings, and Kirk took care of the ball, it was enough to get the job done. On the other side, when Fields was in the game, that motherfucker was trying to scramble every single play. He was trying to force way too much, um, really didn't look comfortable at all, and ultimately gets hurt. What are you going to do? We cash that. Uh, next, we look at Raiders, who are minus three over the Patriots. They get the outright win, 21-17, to Covering by one point in a game that hold betters around the world. What did we learn from this game? On the Patriots side. Mac Jones and the Patriots are complete dog shit. They're dog shit. They're terrible. Um, I, I mean, they need to use Zeke. When Zeke got the ball... They looked, that offense looked good. It looked decent. He was averaging 4.9 yards per carry. He had seven rushes, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Yet they refused to hand him the ball. 
I'm not sure what's going on here, but at this point, I'm thinking they're just trying to tank. I'm thinking Belichick has just given up on this season. I mean, he has got he doesn't have much to work with. He doesn't have much to work with. So I think he's just given up. Matt goes for 200 yards and an interception. And the the safety that sold the game for sports bettors around the world with Patriots plus three. I, I mean, and you look at the other side, Raiders. I mean, Garoppolo goes out. But, I mean, no one's really expecting them to be a good team. I think the fact that it was such a close game in the first place just shows again that Raiders are still ass. Um, I mean, we're not really surprised by that. Um, but, yeah, just just a horrible game all around. 21-17. Raiders get the job done. Uh, Mac Jones breaks breaks better's hearts. That, that's, what, that's what we took away from that. Next, we're going to go to the Rams, who were minus seven. Minus seven. It moved up to minus seven and a half, depending on where you were looking. Over the Cardinals, they win outright 26-9. to uh, They get the job done. What did we learn from this game? Cup is absolutely a force. He is absolutely back. Um, this was his second week back. He, he balled out week one, but he balled out yet again, even more so this week. What did he have? Seven receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Absolutely killing it. Um, and I think if we look to the other side of the ball, the Cardinals are strictly a first-half team. But they're a damn good first-half team, too. Like, they're winning this. Like, they're tied at halftime. It's weird. The Cardinals play extremely well. They, ex- they play extremely tough in that first half. And then they just fall apart in the second half. Unless the game is just handed to them by the other team. That that's kind of that's kind of the story of their season so far. That's kind of just how it goes. Um, Dobbs, two hundred thirty-five yards, an interception, bad interception, can't have it. Uh, Williams, twenty carries, hundred fifty-eight yards, and a tutty. Absolutely fried him. Absolutely fried that defense. And then again, Cup balled out. I mean, plain and simple, seven receptions, hundred forty-eight yards, and a touchdown. That offense is scary. That Rams offense is scary when you got Williams running like that, number one. Then you got Cup and Puka. All these weapons are kind of coming together now, and they're meshing, and they're going to get some chemistry as the season goes on. This was only their second game, bro. But here's the thing. 26-9 victory over the Cardinals. The Rams have looked decent. I'll say that they've looked decent, mediocre at best throughout the year. I think this is kind of where they they take that they hit that turning point. I think this is where they hit that turning point. I think this was when they shoot off and they become one of those top tier teams. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, now we look at the Lions, who were minus three, get the outright win over the Bucks, twenty to six. Um, but I think what we really learned here that Bucks defense is stout. That Bucks defense is 100% stout. I mean, only giving up 20 points to the Lions. Had a couple key t- takeaways. They really looked good. Um, but at the same time, with how good that that Bucks defense played, I think you got to give credit to the Lions. The Lions are a top-tier team. You know, divisional game on the road against a tough defense, and they get the job done, winning by two touchdowns. I mean... I'm not going to give any credit to the Bucks' offense. It looked horrible. Baker Mayfield, I don't know what he's doing. When the receivers are open, they can't catch the ball. 
I mean, it just it was a shit show all around. Stats: Goff, 353 yards, two touchdowns, and Amara St. Brown, 12 receptions, 124 yards, and a tutty. Absolutely fried him. Um, he had that one that one long touchdown pass on I think it was third and seven. And it was a tight game up to that point. I kind of really just after that it kind of just got away from him. But it was it was a pretty good game up until that point. Again, Bucks offense can't do shit, but the Bucks defense looks damn good. Uh, now we're gonna take a look at the Bengals game. Bengals minus two and a half going into the game against the Seahawks. They win seventeen to thirteen, covering all Bengals betters with the spread. Um, Bengals are back, fellas. I, the, the Bengals are absolutely back. I know there was a lot of um, a lot of chatter, whole lot of chatter. You know, this team's zero and two. Are they gonna make the playoffs? Is Joe Burrow okay? Is he still hurt? Uh, they're okay, fellas. They're three and three now, and they got some decent wins, decent to good wins. They beat the Seahawks. Now they've beaten the Rams. They've got some solid wins, um, you know. And in this game, Geno Smith two interceptions. You know, I want to highlight that because that was kind of just they they were in the game. They, I mean, obviously four point game. They were in that game. It's just the turnovers. Bengals won the turnover battle. Burrow didn't do anything special. You know, we saw last week he kind of balled out, him and Chase balled out. But this week, only 185 yards and two touchdowns. Nothing crazy, but got the job done. Again, didn't have an interception. That's necessary. That's absolutely necessary. Um, and again, they get the job done. C- Seattle, I think this is a this was kind of a wake-up call for him, right? I think they were getting gassed up if we looked at those power rankings. They were creeping up into the top five. They were creeping up into the top five when they really didn't look good. I was telling everyone when they beat the Giants by 21, they did not look good in that game. Until that pick six, they were not looking good. Um, And no one wanted to see that. Everyone wanted to just look at the final score and just think, oh, they're so good. They're such a great team. They're really not. Um, I think fans and betters are maybe, hopefully we'll realize it after this week. Because that was a poor performance. That was a poor performance against the Bengals team. Um, but the Bengals are now clicking. Bengals are back. The Bengals are now clicking 100%. Now we go to the Dolphins, who are minus 13 and a half. They win 42 to 21 over the Panthers. The winless Panthers remain winless, man. They remain winless. Um, obviously, we don't even really need to touch on it, but obviously... That Dolphins offense is electric. It's explosive. They're going to put up a lot of points every single week, week in and week out. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, that defense is a little bit sketchy. And and more so in the first half, they are sketchy to the point where, you know, the Panthers were in this game. They were up 14-0 early. Like, first half, they were in this game. My only worry for the Panthers, or for the Dolphins, I should say, is that, you know, when you play a good team, like, we've seen them struggle. We've seen them struggle against the Giants and the Panthers in moments. Obviously, they've won both games by multiple touchdowns. But these are against two bad teams. When you go against those better teams, you can't have those mishaps. You can't have those, you can't have faltering plays where you're turning the ball over and you're getting Blitzkrieg, you can't have it. Um, 
and so that's sketchy. Another and then highlight on the Panthers side, Adam Thielen is a top tier receiver still in this league. Um, you know, he he's clearly their number one target. He he's open every single time. He's on my fantasy team. Absolutely great pickup. Top ten receiver in fantasy. Uh he's been absolutely balling. Absolutely balling. Um, and then obviously just highlight that offense. Tua, 262, three touchdowns. Mostert, 17 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns without a chant. He balled out. Um, and then Tyreek, obviously, six receptions, 163 yards, and one touchdown. You might as well take his betting, uh, his over on receiving props every single week. I mean, you really might as well. That offense is crazy. It's crazy. Um, now we're going to take a look at the Jags. Minus four going in. Over the Colts. Jags were at home. They win 37 to 20. 37 to 20. Um, I think some key takeaways from this game, fellas. The Minshew magic is over. I know he came in the two weeks before that. He came in when he was called. He answered the call. He got the job done. He had both both wins. Both solid wins. Um, but that magic's over, fellas. I mean, three interceptions. Three interceptions, man. Come on, he he really like he really sold them that game early. Um, they were playing from behind that entire game simply because of those turnovers. Um, on the other side, Jags are starting to roll. Jags are finally starting to roll. They're they're kind of le- they're kind of living up to that preseason hype. I know everyone was gassing them up going into the year. Um, and they really didn't look that good to start out, but now they're kind of on a roll here. You know, they got the job done against Atlanta. They beat Buffalo and now they just beat up on the Colts again. That's three wins in a row, three decent wins in a row. Um, they're starting to roll. They're absolutely starting to roll. Um, ETN 18 carries 53 yards, but two tutties. Solid man. Solid. I know Ridley hasn't been getting as much, um, as much action and I think that will come back to haunt them if they don't get them if they don't get them the ball against better teams or teams who aren't going to throw three interceptions it will haunt them um so they're going to need to use him more that's for sure uh but they get the job done with a 17 point win so they really didn't need him here uh now we look at the Texans who are I believe minus one and a half maybe minus two and a half over the Saints, they win 20-13, to 13, covering that spread. Um, the Saints can't put up points. The Saints cannot put up points to save their life. Uh, it, it's wild to me. It, it, two missed field goals wouldn't have really mattered. They still would have lost the game, but they would have covered with those field goals. Um, other than that, I mean, Carr had 353 yards, one tutty, and one interception. But again, like you're putting up that many yards... And you're putting up 13 points to go along with it. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Something's not right. And you got Kamara, who's honestly been looking pretty solid. Uh, For fantasy owners, he had 19 carries, 68 yards, a bunch of receptions as well to go along with that. And on the other side of the ball, Stroud, 199 yards, two touchdowns, and his first interception. His first interception of the year of his NFL career. Um, I mean, Houston... They're a weird team, right? They can they can beat these middle of the pack sort of bum ass teams, 
But once they start getting into better competition, they really can't hang. Um, I think that takeaways, again, Houston looks mid. I, I mean, they really do. They, they really do. They get the job done here against a Saints team who has who struggled. I know they beat up on the Patriots, but the Patriots are horrible. They're tanking. We're not really that impressed by that. I mean, Houston gets the job done again against these close when they're matched up kind of closely, yeah, sure, they can get the job done. But I, I don't see them making it, you know, far at all this year. I really don't, especially rookie quarterback. I just don't think they got the experience there. Um, But, yeah, they get the job done. They cover solid. Now we go to one of my favorite games of the week, which I warned you guys about. If y'all tuned into the last episode, I warned you guys about this trap. Commanders were plus two and a half on the road against the undefeated at-home Falcons and Ritter. That whole narrative. Fellas, this is the Fade the Narrative podcast, and you act like we're not going to fade the narrative here. Commanders coming off a 20-point loss to the Bears. Commanders were at home. Okay. And the Falcons are still undefeated at home. Okay. Why are the Falcons only favored by 2.5? Why are they only favored by 2.5? Come on, fellas. Commanders win 24-16. Get the job done. Outright, I gave out the VIPs. Commanders money line was simple. It was simple. A um, couple takeaways, some small takeaways from this game. I know it wasn't, really, it wasn't that good of a game. Two bad teams. Um, Pitts can still be effective when they were getting in the ball. Every time he got the ball, he's running out of the field for 30 yards. Um, he really hasn't done much this year at all, and, and I think they just need to look to him more. They really haven't tried to use him. I think it's a shame he's a good player. Um, but again, ultimately, takeaway, both teams are still mid. <clears throat> I mean, no one really... Commanders aren't good. They're still not good. Um, and the Falcons, again, they're kind of... I, I kind of put... I clump both of these teams sort of with the Texans in that group of where it's like they can beat bad teams, but at the same time, once they play a good team, they get smacked up. Um, they're kind of all just in that like middle of the pack sort of thing, but it is what it is. There's gotta be some teams like that. And th those are all, those three teams are definitely part of that pack. Um, let's take a look to some more afternoon games. We got the Eagles who were minus seven versus the Jets in New York. They lose outright 14 to 20. Eagles offense in shambles that second half, zero points, um, complete shutdown complete shutdown in that second half um hurts 280 yards one touchdown but three interceptions now how much of that was the jets defense and how much of that was just poor decisions by hurts up for debate but aj brown seven receptions 131 yards he continues to ball out but again they just couldn't get him the ball late they could not get him the ball late when it mattered most you know you're down six points all you need is a touchdown Throwing interceptions, can't have it. Can't have it, absolutely cannot have it. Um, Hurts, eight carries, 47 yards, a touchdown. Again, like he he had a decent stat line. It's just those three interceptions, you can't have it. Um, we saw it against the Bills, when the Bills played the Jets as well. Josh Allen had three interceptions, he had a fumble. Um, so it, it seems like I'm still not going to give the Jets too much credit here as far as their offense goes. But that defense is top tier. I mean, they're turning top tier like top tier offenses. They're turning. They're making them turn the ball over. 
three times if they like if you're gonna turn them over three times yes you should win the game it's as simple as that you should win the game um again it's it's kind of another one of those games where it's like i think if the eagles and the jets played 10 times five at each at each venue the eagles are gonna win seven out of those 10 games if not more um but they got the job done here again defense played lights out you get the job done that's gonna happen eagles take their first loss they kind of come back down to earth um yeah they gotta figure it out offensively i mean that second half was just brutal zero points can't have it and then we take a look yep absolutely 49ers going in minus 10 against the browns lose outright 19 to 17 against the browns now fellas this was another trap game this was another trap game that we tried to warn you about and i'm guessing that a lot of you just decided not to tune in you decided not to tune into the YouTube. You decided not to tune into the podcast. And you probably completely disregarded the fact that I told you that this was a trap game. This line opened up at five, five and a half. Why would that line open up like that? After the 49ers just spanked up on the, the Cowboys by 31 points. Why would it open up like that? Because they're... They knew damn well that that Browns defense was as good as they are. As good as we all realized. And we all realized it this week, fellas. That Browns defense is top tier. Top tier. Gave pretty some trouble. Um, I know that, you know, 49ers had a couple injuries, whatever. But at the same time, Purdy and the 49ers are human, fellas. They drop a game. A whole lot of chatter on whether they'd go undefeated. Yeah. A great game defensively. Great game. And let's highlight the fact that Walker was in the game for the Browns at quarterback. No Deshaun Watson here. 192 yards, two interceptions, and they still get the job done. They still get the job done. That just shows how great of a game that defense played. Only giving up 17 points to the Niners. Um, but Ford also running solid. 17 carries, 84 yards, solid. And uh, Amari Cooper, four receptions, 108 yards, balled out, had some, had some great catches late there. Um, absolutely key. Absolutely key to getting that job done. Huge win, man. Huge win. Um, now let's look at the, uh, the primetime games. The primetime games. Bills, minus 15 and a half at home against the Giants, who have looked horrible all year. And the Bills only win 14 to 9. They don't even put up enough points to cover if they gave up no points to the Giants. They can't even put up 15. And fellas, here's the thing. Here's the biggest takeaway here. That Giants defense, you gotta give them credit. You gotta give them credit. They aren't bad. They looked solid on Sunday night, and they've honestly looked solid throughout. They've looked solid throughout. I know they started out a little bit shaky, but since then they've looked solid. Um, if you go back to that Seattle game where they did end up losing 24-3, that defense was looking good. Up until that pick six, that defense was looking solid, and they hold the Bills to 14 points at home. At home. Wild. That's wild. Um, Bills offense continues to struggle. Again, they're super shaky. Super shaky. 
I, I mean, I don't know what the answer is here, fellas. I mean, they get the job done, they get the win, but I, if you're a Bills fan, you cannot be happy with a five-point win at home against the Giants. I mean, it took it took the majority of that game before the Bills fans could even cheer. I mean, Tyrod Taylor went in there and put up almost 200 yards on you guys, and I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. I mean, it's as simple as that. You, you hate to see it, though, because, again, it's like, Okay, you get a five-point win against a bad Giants team, and you're at home. <laughs> they almost lost that game. But it's like, if you're playing a good team, if you're playing a better team, can they get the job done? I don't know. I, I mean, we saw multiple opportunities there at the end of that game. You know, Allen rolls out, tries to find Knox on that third down. He catches the ball. It's game over. Bad pass by Allen. And you leave the door open. And Tyrod marches down the field, gets all the way to what, like the five-yard line? No, actually, they were at the goal line. I think they're at the goal line. Yeah, at the goal line, one untimed down. Obviously, they couldn't score, but it's like, okay, you're playing a better offense, and they're most likely punching that in, and you lose that game. You just can't have that. If you're going up against Mahomes, like they're punching that in, you're, you're going to lose that game. So, very inconsistent offensively. Um, they got to figure that out 100%. Now we're going to recap Monday Night Football to finish up the episode here, fellas. Um, to finish up the Week 6 episode. We got Cowboys who went in at minus 1.5. I gave that out as the TikTok free play. Gave it out to VIPs as well. Cowboys win 20-17 to over the Chargers. Get the job done on the road in a hard-fought battle. Um, really was a close game. Uh, excuse me. I mean... Cowboys were pulling away with it, right? They were up a touchdown. They decided to muff the punt. They didn't even muff it, and then they did. They thought they muffed it, but they really didn't, and then they did muff it, basically handing the Chargers the ball in the red zone, which led them to tie the game, you know, and then at 17, and then luckily Cowboys were able to get off the field, get the field goal, win the game. But, um, I mean, just the little mistakes, man. I don't know. C.D. Lamb balled out, absolutely balled out. Um, but that pass to Pollard, that 60-yard pass play to Pollard on third down, crucial, absolutely crucial. Without that play right there, the Cowboys don't even get into scoring range. Um, and then, you know, Chargers get the ball, tie game. Who knows what happens from there? Um, and then, obviously, the big interception by Stephon Gilmore to end that game. Uh, but that was sketchy, man. They gave, the Chargers had a lot of time there at the end to try and come back and, it, you know, at the very least get a field goal to tie, send it to overtime maybe. Um, big interception there to seal the deal. Cowboys get the job done and cover on the road. Um, we live with that. We love that. They, you know. In a low-scoring affair, 37 points over under was sit, sitting at about 50 and a half. Uh, low-scoring affair. And I think... It's kind of been a, kind of been um, you know, a, a reoccurring thing here, especially with these primetime games always going under. But we're starting to see these long drives. The Bills put together like a ten-minute drive in that Giants game. It, it, it was just it was a two two drives took up that whole third quarter. Um, I think we're starting to see teams, you know, manage the clock in that way. 
sort of try and manipulate it like that. I mean, you hate, as a fan of the game, you hate to see that. You know, you look up and the, the third quarter is just over. It's, you know, it's been 10 minutes. It's like, dude, what are we doing? Um, but again, if you can, if you can march the ball down the field like that, if you get three yards per, per game, per play, I mean, sure. Why not do it? I guess worked out. Um, but yeah, fellas, that wraps up the week six recap. Um, so I'm going to end the podcast here. Appreciate y'all coming out and listening again. Um, the link in my TikTok bio does have the VIP Discord. It also has the link to the YouTube where this video will be uploaded. And it also has the link to the podcast where it will be uploaded as well. We have multiple episodes throughout the week. We have a college football show. We have an NFL show where we give out where we give out our picks, all that. So, yeah, appreciate y'all coming out here. Let's get it.